0: good morning it is monday may 16th 2022 and this is dc signal to noise since we last talked india has banned exports of wheat well sort of uh the midwest made incredible progress on corn planting we got the first look at usda's expectations for the 2022-23 marketing year more details on the administration's plans to increase production were released and and the last place team in major league baseball threw a combined no-hitter threw a combined no-hitter and lost and lost the game one to nothing on two walks in an error that is when you know it is a tough season And that wasn't even the Nationals. (laughs) It wasn't even the Nationals. Cincinnati Reds, congratulations. Still trying to get to double-digit wins. Jim Wiesmeyer, pro-farmer, policy analyst. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Good morning. You know, we have what we would call fast
1: markets today in the wheat, and I'll be at a fast markets uh, conference in
0: Chicago on on Thursday. So look forward to seeing me there. Absolutely. You know, what happened to the fast market designation? Remember that? Yes, I do. When the markets would go, you know, into fast market. It would allow for a little bit more time. Yeah. For, for, um, to get the orders filled and so on. I
1: think that they got better and better at filling.
0: Well, I think they got better and better at using computers. Is yes. It, yes. <laughs> is what it happened there. Absolutely. All right. Welcome to you all. Glad that you are with us on this Monday morning. I'm AgriTalk host Chip Florey. Um, Jim, I want to start. It all the news is India this morning. the The wheat market sharply higher. July HRW futures, for example, are sixty cents higher, thirteen forty two. When trade was suspended in the July HRW, kind of a uh, remarkable run that we are seeing in this wheat market. What's the latest? What do you know? Well, uh, the trades trying to figure
1: out the mostly ban, Chip, yeah. as you said, it is a it is a ban, uh, but they are allowing if you had a letter of credit uh, dated no later than the thirteenth on Friday, they'll let those go. So that'll so the trades trying to figure out how many LCs there are, and then yeah. there's a caveat there that neighboring countries are on a humanitarian basis, such as Egypt, right. that they'll allow some exports. So there are some unknowns here, but, you know, USDA had a, a relatively high Indian wheat export number. So uh, that's being chewed on today, too, of oh, where's that wheat going to come from?
0: Right. And it, it, it's another example of how messed up the trade flows are that we are dealing with. Um, we've seen some extreme volatility in, in soybean oil trade because of the, the reduced sunflower oil availability out of, uh, out of Ukraine. Uh, and last week, one of the stories that you had kind of gave me chills when we talked about it is the idea that the U.S. may send Navy vessels into the international waters to protect ukrainian vessel vessels hauling ukrainian grain
1: yeah because there's what 20 to 25 million tons of grain there that they have what an in inventory i guess that could be exported and yeah. uh, and so i know that's an option that both the us and the eu have been discussing. And I know that would elevate it, even though it's in international waters. Now, here's something, uh, Chip, that's uh, very intriguing from a news perspective relative to Russia and Putin. A couple of weeks ago, I was giving a speech, and in the mar- overnight, I started seeing some international newspapers, not what you would call name papers, starting to talk about a potential... health problem of Putin, Uh, uh, I guess it was uh, intestinal cancer. Uh, The New York Post finally picked up some of that over the weekend, but I have not seen any other major U.S. newspaper pick it up. I'm deciding to talk about it officially because uh, it has resurfaced. And uh, so that would be obviously a game changer as well, Chip
0: yeah at the military parade, he had a blanket over his lap when that was that's unusual for him yeah. uh, it, 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 it's a sign of it, some are saying that it's a sign of vulnerability,
1: yeah, and he's he's put his hands on tables when he's gotten yeah. up and and that so there are signs if if it's ever uh officially. Confirm normally, yeah. I don't deal in this, but boy, I've been tracking this and I've been wanting so, you know, a name paper like the Financial Times, yeah, or LA yeah. Times, or somebody with that, uh, you know, your know, pedigree, uh, to actually confirm it.
0: Okay, so Jim, the first t- since the first time I saw that, and and it was last week, I think, when I early last week when I saw some of the rumblings in this the thought process started developing in my head wa- along the lines of, is what he is doing in Ukraine something that was on his bucket list? I, I, that seems so trivial to describe it that way, yeah. but I think that might be what we're dealing with. Yes. What has he got to lose? Go down yeah.
1: ship, things like that. That's what I had thought when that first surfaced myself and who would come later and things like that. There are more questions, obviously, than answers on this. But I want to tell the the viewers and listeners, uh, it it has still not been confirmed, but it is something that merits at least uh, observation, if it were
0: true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we continue the conversation, of course, we would love for you to all be part of the conversation. Just look for the comments tab or button on your screen. Click on that and we will try to respond to your questions and your comments as, as we go along. Uh, another one from last week, Jim, the administration continues to provide details, tweaks, whatever you want to call it to the plan to increase production in the U.S. Uh, Crop insurance, marketing loan rates, some, some different approaches there. Have you talked to anyone that thinks that the proposed changes will increase production of wheat or soybeans,
1: nothing significantly. Farmer yeah. after farmer emails to me, and I put one out today from an Illinois farmer. He did, did have a good line that the latest options were not as draconian as the huge increase in commodity loan rates. So he said he'll 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 take that one, but it, it won't make that much difference. And uh, you've got crop insurance agents who are yeah. always really good. They're they they know their stuff. They're they're wanting more details as far as how this will totally affect the, uh, you, know, you know, their their actual uh, uh, equity, uh, you know, relationships yeah. and things like that. So, again, we need some more answers.
0: Right. Uh, I checked with a couple of uh, crop insurance agents over the weekend and well la- last week as well. million acres of winter wheat are planted in counties where there is currently no double crop insurance offers 18.5 million. Hmm. That surprised me. That's a big number. If the crop insurance uh, availability is really that big of a deal, then maybe it does. Maybe it does uh, bring some additional production, double crop production into play. But, of course, you're going to be dealing with uh, a T yield on double crop beans instead of actual production history. That's a lot of work just to get it ready to go. Yes,
1: absolutely. And that could be the albatross on it unless they modify that as well. Now, market-oriented people would say, look, the market's given these producers an incentive, and with the run-up now – I haven't checked uh, uh, twenty-three crop. Yeah, uh, I guess I did. It, it's off to the races. So they're get yeah. they're they're getting the 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 incentive to uh, boost uh, you know double cropping.
0: Right, right. And that's the other argument that I'm picking up is if there is if there is enough incentive from the marketplace, it really doesn't matter if the insurance is available or not. They're going to try it. They're they're going to go ahead and try to double crop the beans. November, uh, 2023 soybean futures, 1383 is wow. where we're at this morning. Wow! So there's the incentive. There's yep. the incentive to go ahead and do it. And no and, doubt about it. No doubt right. about
1: it. And this is fueled again with all the the current crop and weather uh, issues. Although we should right. see a considerable pickup. I know in an Iowa corn planting progress today right. based on the pro farmer people and other people that have emailed me that I mean, yeah. I'm we'll call it open weekend, but it was primarily open in, in, yeah. in, 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 in most parts of, of uh, Iowa. But you know, this is, uh, we're also seeing an escalation of prices relative to what we said before on India at the same time, the group of seven, Finance ministers are meeting, uh, imploring countries not to to ban their exports of farm products. Here, India does yeah. mostly that, so that that's a frustration in and of itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Carl made a, a valid comment here. He says winter wheat is grown in a lot of semi-arid areas where there isn't enough rainfall for one crop, let alone two. Uh, we're proving that in hrw country this year there's no question about that we got usda's first survey based estimate of winter wheat production and that hard red winter wheat crop well below tra- uh, what the trade was looking for the wheat quality council's annual hard red winter wheat tour jim is it starts they i believe they gather today but they and, start tomorrow and and start the tour tomorrow yeah, yeah. So, uh, going to be a lot of attention paid to that. And
1: their history is pretty close to
0: USDA. Their history is, or- is it provides ground truth of, of what, what is actually out there. So I, I can't tell you for sure exactly what the, what the his, history shows us on how they do and they do it differently than what pro farmer does it. Okay. Um, the they they do the calculated yields, so you can get the comparison day one, day two, day three results. It, they do a great, great, great job of that. But the Kansas crop estimate that they put out at the end is an average of everybody's uh, guess Ooh. on what what that Kansas crop is going to be. So it's a little different than what what Pro Farmer does okay. uh, in August. Um, another one from last week very quickly the, the Jerome Powell was confirmed to head up the the federal federal Reserve for another four years yeah and he
1: kept uh about the same ratio of votes that he did during the his his first tenure uh chip I think that's uh, noteworthy that despite all the the second guessing by the Fed that we've seen relative to uh, inflation not being transitory, uh, I think he held up re- you know, relatively well on the final vote.
0: Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> he's still got such a big job to do. It, it's just an incredibly big job that, that he's got in front of him, and uh, uh, he's going to have to break it. He's going to have to break it to, to build it back.
1: Well, you know, the New York Times today exclusive uh, is talking about Ben Bernanke, former Fed chairman. He's coming out with a book tomorrow. Okay. And, and he said for the first time since the 70s, the U.S. economy could be heading toward a period of stagflation. And now yeah. this is Bernanke, who's very well qualified, and yep, and he said even under the benign s- s- scenario, we we are having a slowing economy, yeah. and he's hopeful a recession can be avoided, but he said the Fed should not back away from that two percent inflation target. Right. That would be a mistake, he said. Jim.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, I I would argue that we're we are already in a recession. We've got one negative quarter behind us. Uh, and I feel like we're in another negative quarter right now.
1: Well, you saw China uh, this morning came out with lower than expected, both retail sales and yeah. industrial production that was yeah. supposed to show a slight pickup, but it actually was a negative number. So that's clearly signaling that we're in a China centric world and it's not going the right way.
0: Right, right. Um Jim, anything else from over the weekend? You mentioned that Vilsack is in Europe. Anything from that in particular?
1: Well, he was quoted as saying he's upset with Canada because they've rejected, apparently, uh, the second overture that Canada had relative to the their dairy policy. Remember, now it seems a long time ago, that was the first case filed yeah. under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Uh, There are some people telling me that who are criticizing the Biden administration, both U.S. Trade uh, Rep. Catherine Tai and Vilsack for for not being uh, uh, aggressive enough relative to Canada. They're being too nice. Uh, New Zealand over the weekend was the first one to file a case against Canada's dairy policy relative to the CPTPP because yep. they they're both members uh, so that's something to watch as well chip
0: yeah yeah very good very good all right the week ahead we ready to charge forward sure all right uh, house speaker nancy pelosi said that they are going to vote on a on, on a bill that will give the president uh the ability to issue an emergency declaration making it illegal to increase the price of gasoline that's
1: price controls par excellence uh, not excellence uh, and it'll probably pass the house she's got the vote she won't. she she will not put it up to a vote unless she has the votes but the key is the Senate it looks like they do not have the votes to follow through on that one but that shows you these issues chip because they're they're, they're uh, with the November 8th elections, Democrats are more than nervous about uh, the series of not only inflation, but now you have this infant formula uh, mess uh, that they're coming out with statements almost every day, both uh, among the Democrats in Congress and the White House. Uh, Biden said over the weekend, it'll be settled relatively soon. So we'll see. So there's a number of, but this uh, pointing the fingers of, price gouging it just
0: continues
1: it just oh yeah continues
0: yeah on on many different levels it continues and the just an an absolute commitment to not take any of the blame Uh, is astonishing to me
1: Well, when you see, again, I hate to see any president weak. I just, I don't care whether they're Republican or Democrat, but President Biden, almost every speech begins with bragging about what his administration is doing. It just seems an odd approach. You don't fool Americans like that. No, They know know what's going on.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jim, the other thing that I think is going to happen this week in the Senate, Schumer is going to push through a bill that would codify Roe versus Wade. Is that right? Well,
1: if he does that, that's interesting. We'll have to see the exact language because yeah. uh, then you have uh, several uh, Republicans uh, that would probably sign off on it. Susan yeah. Collins from Maine and Lisa Murkowski. However, uh they still would not have the sixty votes needed in right. the Senate, uh, but then that's it's just a volatile issue, Chip. Right, it's very volatile.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt. Um, the the other, you know, what I want to step back to the to the bill that Pelosi is going to put forward that would give Biden the ability to make a rise in gasoline prices illegal. Uh, Larry Summers came out and said that it's basically a ridiculous, nonsensical plan, right? Yeah. He compared it to, uh, remember when Trump said to
1: use bleach relative to (laughs) – COVID. COVID. He yeah. compared it to that. That's how stupid he said it was. So yep. that's an interesting comparison. It just, it's, it shows you the frustration, but this is the Speaker of the House pushing something like that. And where are the economists uh, yeah. by looking at price controls? If you want to guarantee a problem later on anything, There you go. Price control it. That's it. Just history shows that that's what happened when president Nixon had price control. I was a very young reporter in those days and that's exactly what happened. It just, they pressed it down and it created more problems.
0: Yeah. If you want to guarantee a scarcity of a product, go ahead and control the price of it. Uh, Gary says, how can they take a vote on gas price fixing and take land out? uh going up for bids in alaska for oil exploration. Hey,
1: things don't need to make sense. No, and they yeah, they don't have to connect dots <laughs> in this town. As I say in my speeches, in Washington, one plus one on a good day equals three. Yep. So don't expect it. I know what you're saying, Gary. It just this is what's frustrating to many Americans. Uh they these things are just not adding up, uh, right. relative to the energy production. All the the early months of the Biden administration cutting the XL pipeline, forty what forty thousand high paying jobs, yeah. uh, and then approving at the at least at that time, the Russia German you know gas pipe natural gas. Pipeline, if you will, Europe, but, you know, primarily Germany. It just does not make sense. So we're into this, one of these fuzzy, silly areas of of policy. So we'll have to see.
0: Yeah. And here we sit with $8 natural gas futures. And diesel. Look at diesel.
1: It's just both uh, uh, the regular diesel and and, uh, on-farm diesel. And now we're yeah. going to have, there's some shortages showing oh, up yeah.
0: Oh, in yeah. diesel. And- yeah. 8.3% uh, consumer price index increase last week. 11% on the producer price index increase. It, we're headed I still think we're headed to double digit inflation rate. And if it doesn't hit us, if it, if it doesn't happen in May, No, I think it would have to happen in May. Otherwise, the year to year comps get the base period. Yeah, the base period. period, It makes it more difficult to get to double digit rates.
1: Well, you've got, you know, most Americans would say it's there now, but they're just not truly reflecting. And when you look at the core inflation that excludes food and energy, They doubled uh, the increase from the prior month, Uh, so that tells you. I got a a funny item in ProFarmer today, but it it made a point, I hope, that Delta Dental came out with uh, how much it costs to the tooth fairy, and it's dramatically (laughs) higher. And I wanted to add in, they'll probably have a congressional hearing on tooth fairies. I mean, that, that's the world we live in now. You gotta right. laugh every once in a while, otherwise you'd cry.
0: Yes, yes, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Uh EPA's budget is going in front of the Senate on Wednesday. EPA Administrator Michael Regan is going to testify and will be asked about biofuel policy. Yes, and he'll be, I think he's appearing twice, both in the House and I think the Senate. So
1: we're we're going to see if he's consistent, uh, Chip, on biofuels policy as he told uh, AgriTalk what a couple of weeks ago. that uh, we want to see consistency there. So let's hope he does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tanner just made a comment here, and I've read briefly on this subject. Uh, I have not. I have not uh, researched it as thoroughly as what Tanner has. But he says should research the Taiwanese miracle. Look at what the country did in the '50s with fertilizer costs and others and other needed inputs to stabilize their inflation. He says just to play devil's advocate on this. So in in Taiwan, it evidently worked. Mm. But I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't make the same guarantees that it would work here.
1: No, and Taiwan is an island.
0: Yes. You know, you just
1: like to not, that doesn't mean they're not important on that. And you recall that one of the options, they want to double the investment money for the fertilizer industry from 250 to 500 million. And as what we talked about on AgriTalk Friday, uh, with the amount of money it takes to really and the time that it takes to boost, uh, you know, fertilizer production, uh, that will be used for other purposes rather than to build a plant.
0: Right. Right.
1: Absolutely. But it does create the research. Uh, uh, will this be a moment in, in history again that with the price so high and remaining so, Texas A&M, by the way, sometime today oh, it's going to post there updated report on the fertilizer impact. And trust me, it's going to be a lot higher than their initial report. But maybe this is a point in time in which we have really applied research to uh, progress under the fertilizer uh, concept. In other words, uh, use less with other products and things like that at a cost. But uh, that's what I'm looking for for the future, Chip. Usually with any huge uh, issue like we've seen, usually the good old research community comes out pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Finland is considering, well, it looks like they will apply for NATO. And I would guess that NATO is going to fast track the acceptance of Finland huge border with russia huge um th- this may escalate things and if sweden comes along for the right as well jim yes you've got you really uh, got him in a corner then
1: well that it's a big border on that yeah. yeah and and uh putin see his his uh lack of judgment on starting the war with ukraine uh, the last thing he thought was NATO would expand and now it it will expand. They'll, they'll be able to deal with some of the naysayers uh, not many in NATO to, uh, bring them in. But, uh, Both countries' respective governments have to approve it, but uh, all signs indicate that they will, and they'll be able to eventually settle any disagreements within NATO uh, on this. It's just a solid development relative to the war in Ukraine, which, by the way, the uh, NATO and others are saying Ukraine could actually win it now, and that's all sorts of angles there, Chip. Uh, You know, it's like the uh, dog catching the car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do now?
0: Right, right, okay. Um, what I'm going to be watching very closely this week, Jim, comes out this afternoon. Planting progress report. Uh, <clears throat> could we see 45, maybe even 50 percent of the corn crop planted? It 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 may jump up that aggressively and that quickly because of the progress that was made in the eastern belt. But boy, the the guys up in North Dakota uh northern half of south dakota and into to minnesota my gosh they are struggling to get a crop in the ground up there so we're I, that's what i'm going to be watching most closely i think this week what how about you well today uh vilsack is giving
1: is giving a press availability while he's in europe so uh, I'm going to look to see what he says. I know he's frustrated on India. Uh, I know he sees Russia using food as a weapon and then some. So I, I think we'll we'll hear that verified, you know, from him. It'll be curious if he gets any questions relative to Canada's, uh, you know, dairy policy. But I agree with you. The market needs to see significant uh, increases in corn planting progress, and they'll probably, uh, you know, get it today.
0: Yeah. And how about last week <laughs> after every, it, in, including me, I mean, I was like, no way is USDA going to move away from the trend line yield on the national average corn yield. They're going to stick with the 181. They've proven that that's what their plan is. And they take four bushels off it, Jim. I, I was pretty well shocked. Well, they have, I think it's really the ER, Economic Research
1: Service model that, you know, the fudge and models. But the, the surprise to me was that they went four as opposed to maybe two. They're actually below many, not all, in the private trade, uh, Chip, on, the, on yeah. the yield. And if that were to verify, uh, that just shows you this tight stocks phenomena is going to be yeah. with us throughout the year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Daniel, I'll address it. With higher fertilizer costs, will we see cleaner water in the Gulf? I don't know. I I think there's a lot of efforts that are already underway to help clean up the nitrates in the water. And you look at some of the voluntary water quality efforts that are underway. In Iowa, Iowa's kind of a leader on that, but other states are, are participating in efforts to clean up water. So I think we're already seeing a reduction in nitrates uh, uh, in, in the waters, waters of the U.S. Uh, Carl tells us that planters are rolling today in northeast uh, South Dakota. That's, That's very good really news. Good to because see.
1: you've had, you had what was thought to be a lot of prevent plant, right? Yep. In the yep. area.
0: Yeah, now that's in that's in northeast South Dakota. So North Dakota is where the real issues the I shouldn't say real issues, where the where it's even further behind. And Rhonda, welcome. Uh glad that you're here. Does it come on every weekday morning? No. It comes on every Monday morning at 8 15 Central Time. So with that in mind, Jim, anything to wrap things up? No, we've 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 okay. discussed the
1: biggies. Watch inflation, it will continue. Uh watch the dairy policy between Canada and countries, US yep. and New Zealand, and Phil Sacks press availability and watch for that Texas AM fertilizer report
0: update today. Wow. Wow. And Carl says we will still have a minimum of 25% prevent plant. Mm. Oof duh. That's a big number up in, in South Dakota. All right. Hey, thank you for listening this morning. Good work this morning, Jim. Thank you. This morning on Agritalk, Machine repeat, of course. And then we're going to talk the economics of ethanol with Scott Richman from the Renewable Fuels Association. Come back for that one. 10.06 Central Time this morning. Have a great, great week, everyone. Keep watching for those signals. <music>